Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. On this edition of Compliance Beat, I want to talk a little bit about program assessment, compliance program assessment, sometimes called risk assessment, sometimes called program review, lots of different names, uh, lots of different options when we talk about program assessment. But for this episode, I wanted to focus on three key components of any assessment, review, uh, um, program, um, uh, benchmark, whatever you want to call it. Three things that I think really are necessary to have uh, a successful um, review of your compliance program. Now, I'll start off by saying that there are obviously lots of many, uh, lots of other components uh, you can have to a program other than the three I'm going to focus on here. Um, but I've worked on my fair share, uh, probably closing in on four dozen program assessments over the last decade. Uh, and I have some strong feelings about what makes a good assessment and what uh, potentially, uh, what missing pieces potentially could sink a, a, an assessment. And I don't want to say necessarily that these are the only things for a successful program, but these are three things that I think uh, are, are sometimes not included, uh, sometimes not part of the process that really need to be part of the process. So three sort of essential items, if you will, that make a successful compliance program assessment. The first is to have some sort of survey or surveys, uh, to have some sort of broad-based data on perceptions from a broader group of employees. Now, I know uh, and I've worked with organizations that will leverage uh, uh, surveys that already exist, whether those are compliance-focused surveys or whether those are broader, broader, sometimes called employee engagement surveys or other HR sort of initiated surveys that ask uh, a few questions or, or, or a series of questions that will help you um, get some sense around, question, around issues like uh, ethical culture, uh, concern of, around misconduct, reporting, uh, understanding about reporting responsibility and re- reporting resources. So <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific compliance survey, but it has to be some sort of data. And, and I say survey or surveys because sometimes there are multiple surveys that you would want in a uh, program assessment or program review. Uh, to give you an example, I when I work with clients, I frequently will um, leverage uh, some internal data that they have around employee surveys because those are fairly common or becoming more common. But I will also oftentimes encourage my clients and my clients will undertake a management survey. So a a survey that's really focused on uh, compliance risk, uh, perceptions around compliance uh, at the organization, but, but really honing in on uh, managers. And so you can ask some questions there, particularly around uh, their perception of risk, of compliance risk, that you wouldn't probably ask to a broader group of employees. So it's not just a matter of uh, having a culture survey that you can leverage uh, for one of these assessments, but perhaps it's 
uh, uh, either initiating or leveraging uh, survey data that you have from uh, other aspects. I could, for example, see a survey that per maybe was launched uh, as part of an ERM or enterprise risk management process uh, to a tranche of managers that it might also be uh, helpful. But, but having some sort of survey data, I think, is integral. Or even if that survey data was not initiated specifically for that uh, uh, assessment project, having an assessment project that has access to that data is really valuable. Because of the other, and if you don't, in, in the absence of having that data, uh, the perceptions of the larger population um, are pretty much a black box. Pretty much a black box. And that doesn't mean you can't uh, undertake uh, an assessment, but there are potential gaps in that assessment, and that's an important thing to keep in mind. Second thing that I think is really key to a successful program assessment is benchmarking of some sort. Uh, particularly if you are uh, hoping to leverage the results of this as assessment to uh, form your program moving forward, you have to have some basis uh, by which you, for example, suggest that uh, the company invest in one tool or another or one strategy or another. Uh, so, for example, it's just basic numbers like uh, budget. Uh, there are surveys out there uh, where you can still, still to this day, find some public data around compliance program budget. I mean, that's a real basic one, right? You know, how do we rank? How do we stack up versus peer organizations with regard to how much money we spend on compliance and ethics? Uh, things like that, uh, full-time equivalent or FTE uh, devoted to uh, the compliance function. You can find that data out there. Uh, this data, and, I, and I'll be clear, I'll be fair here, there, it is uh, true that there are a lot of proprietary, proprietary data sets out there where you're just not going to have access, but it's also true that lots of organizations uh, do provide uh, reports with some usable data for benchmarking purposes. And it's, it is, believe me, because I've done it, it is, it is entirely possible to put together a compliance uh assessment report uh, using publicly available benchmarking data. It is possible. It's, you know, perhaps not as elegant or as easy as hiring a firm and uh, uh, having them utilize their proprietary data set. Of course, the question there with the proprietary data set is what's in that proprietary data set and how valuable uh, is that benchmarking data? There's always a question about that, no matter what the data set is. But <clears throat> have something. I think it's important to have some benchmarking in a program assessment. You don't necessarily have to do it, but I think it's a vital component. And then the third thing that I think you really need to think about uh, including in any program assessment is a report or findings that include recommendations. I am a big, big believer of this one. Uh, if you can fudge on uh, uh, data uh, based on a survey and based on perception, the first one, if you can fudge a little bit on benchmarking data, you really cannot fudge on recommendations. To me, going through this exercise, doing a program assessment, but then not having recommendations for improving the program, which is an expectation under the sentencing guidelines and all the other standards that we uh, uh, and best practices that we observe, not having a path forward not having recommendation, actual, ac actionable, actual recommendations, to me is a real missed uh, uh, opportunity in this process. 
I'm not sure why you go through the effort and the res the resource expense and the time uh, and possibly uh, you know uh, boiling off some of your your capital capital with uh, your stakeholders internally to do this thing and then not have some actionable uh, specific objective recommendations at the end of the day. That to me is really important. If uh, a, a program assessment comes away uh, with a lot of findings, but no recommendations, I think it's a missed opportunity. I think uh, of the three, that's the most important. Not having actionable rec recommendations at the end of the day, I, you really have to question what the purpose of the process was. Just to point out uh, sort of the state of the state, well, that's fine. But that begs the question, what do we do from here? What, you know, we have uh, um, gone through and, and uh, done an inventory of where we are as an organization and where our program is as an organization, but we don't have uh, a, a path forward. We don't have an understanding of what uh, the expectation should be. Uh, I think that's, that's a real missed opportunity. So um, uh, of these three, I think that's the most important. Uh, for you to consider if you're putting together a program assessment, a program review, whatever you want to call it. So uh, just three things to keep in mind as you uh, prepare for this process. And I think this, uh, another thing I would say here too, is I think these three components are important whether you're doing this, whether you're conducting this process internally or whether you're hiring a third party to assist you with some or all of it. Uh, for instance, if you are working with a third party and they want to do a program review, a program assessment, and they're not talking to you about surveys, about either conducting surveys or leveraging survey results that already exist in from prior surveys that you've undertaken, uh, I think that's a red flag. If you're talking to a third party uh, and they do not suggest uh, that there should be some uh, form of benchmarking, at least some of the, at least regarding some of the resources that are available, I think you want to make some inquiries as to why that is. If they are suggesting that it ought to be benchmarking, then you want to make inquiries about where they're benchmarking from. Where's that data coming from? Is it coming from one source? Is that one source their proprietary data set? What's in their proprietary data set? Uh, you know, those, those are important questions because if you're only getting the data from one data set uh, and it's a proprietary data set, that might be, could be awesome or could be not so awesome or somewhere in between. Uh, but you have to make some inquiries around it. And then the third one is, uh, what does your report look like? What, what, what is the final result of this program? Are you just going to go through sort of like a typical old school audit and just uh, 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 inventory what controls we have in place and what the findings for the, for the program are? Or are you going to uh, provide us actionable, reasonable, and appropriate, objective recommendations for the program moving forward? If, if uh, the answer to all of those questions is either no or sort of wishy-washy um, when you're dealing with an outside provider, then I think that's a, that's a red flag that you, you, you might want to extend your search a little bit more, honestly, because I, I think those are essential components. So uh, uh, just a couple of uh, ideas to keep in mind if you're uh, contemplating uh, undertaking a, a program assessment or updating the program assessment pro process at your organization. Um, and uh, uh, I think we'll probably have some more podcasts on this in the future as we get into the nitty gritty. I think you could spend <clears throat> hours uh, talking about just one of these aspects. 
Uh, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I'm going to try to be a little more diligent about uh, uh, getting these podcasts up on a regular basis. Uh, we had a very busy uh, end and beginning of the year. Uh, we're now getting back into the swing of things. Um, if you have questions, comments, uh, uh, suggestions for future podcasts, or just want to get a hold of us for any reason, uh, you can reach us at compliancebeat.com, uh, moreheadconsulting.com, or you can email me directly at eric at moreheadconsulting.com. I do love to hear from the listeners, and I do try to answer all uh, queries that come my way for sure. Um, uh, we have, uh, some upcoming live events and I think we're going to try to put together, uh, some webinars before we get too far into, uh, uh spring here. Uh, I'm also looking for ideas if you are there particular webinars that you think would be most valuable, particular topics that you'd like to hear from. Uh, we're still trying to, uh, collect those in our transom and figure out, uh, what, uh, direction we're going to take with some of the content coming, moving forward this year. Uh, but until next time, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moorheadconsulting.com.